Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Ladies, back with us this week is Lori McDaniel. We're going to continue the conversation that we were having with her um, on last week's podcast on this topic of discipleship and what it looks like in her life as God's navigating. I know you said you're, you know, you have adult children now. Um, Definitely God has continued to position, you know, to pour into women's life. I really want to talk about discipleship from a couple different um, avenues and, and ask you to really share some models. What does it look like in your life, you know, to, to help the Carmen's out here. Um, So so I'm going to ask a broad question and let you just kind of take the, take the conversation. Um, A couple of things. What does it look like in your adult daughter's life now? You know, she's carrying babies. You know, what does that look like in mom-daughter relationship? How's that transitioned? What does it look like? And what does it look like to some of your friends? Because I know you're active and, you know, you got you got an inner circle of, I'm going to say girlfriends that are just good, godly girlfriends also that you guys do some life with. What does that look like um, in all those scenarios? Yeah. Oh, man. I This is actually one of my favorite. I like, I don't even know where to begin. So I just believe that, your kids, and I, and I know that kids, they're all different. They're all shaped different. Marriages look different. The environment which they grow up in is different. Their personalities are different. Some of them choose terrible roads that we, you know, as moms, it breaks our heart. Um, you know, I have a son who chose a road for a while. That's a whole nother narrative that, it, you know, it was breaking my heart and Mike's heart. But thank God, like, he's gone full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my daughter, Jordan, I will say one of the coolest things with, with right now is whether we're just having a text conversation or maybe it's over the phone, whatever it might be. And she's alluding to something that God was teaching her in a passage of scripture that she was reading this morning. That is like the clouds part of the angels singing as a mom. I'm going, hallelujah, you know, <laughs> um, because I know that that while in my own life, like that could kind of ebb and flow. You know, and sometimes it's rich and sometimes it's just like, God, are you even here? But that you're still striving after it and continuing it. I will say this, and I want to be careful how I say this because I get it as a young mom. Like, it's just, it's hard to find time to spend alone with God without interruption. But I want to tell you, it's when I asked my kids recently, I was going to be teaching some moms and I asked all three of them, like, what was it that shaped you spiritually? And all three of my kids, but all three of them pretty much said the same thing. It was the example that we saw with you and dad, where you were sitting, you know, in the living room with your Bible. And maybe we came in and interrupted or, you know, you were praying or then maybe you just stopped and prayed for us before we went to school or like whatever that might look like. We saw that continually in your life, no matter what the season of life looked like. And I don't say that to be uh, like to, I don't say that to show off. I say that to say, show up uh-huh. in the scriptures. Yeah. Let, you know, if your kids are two and they're wanting to mark it, give them a highlighter, like use a, use a Bible that you don't care. Let them like mark in the highlighter in, in your Bible. If, if you were doing it too, like, that's just my approach. And that's how mm-hmm. I see that. Here's a thing that I would encourage any mom, actually even any dad, but here's how we did it with our kids. Um, it can be changed up. So I did this with my daughter. Mike did this with our sons. I got a Bible and started journaling in it, reading through scripture, but journaling in it, knowing I was going to give it to my daughter when she graduated high mm. school. 
And we did the same thing with each of our sons. Maybe I'll do it now for my grandkids. I don't know. But like that has been a tool that they have gone back now and looked at and seen things that we prayed for them or what scripture meant to us at a certain season. That was the best gift that I could ever give my daughter. Mm, That's cool. That's really cool. What does it look like, that discipleship circle for, for those women in your life? Sisters, you know, that are on the journey with you, but but, but that inner circle, because I think we all have that inner circle, you know, that those accountability sisters. Yeah, I think I would point probably two different directions. So one, I have a group of women that I meet with regularly. And a lot of people want to know, like, what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. This is not a time that when I meet with them that I, I'm not like speaking, teaching. I think mm-hmm. anytime facilitating a group you're intentionally teaching it. it's just the way you do it by asking questions or steering it is different okay but this is what we're doing we are simply going to the bible and reading the scripture chronologically and mm-hmm. we come back together and we talk about it and we've been doing that every week since january this year um we've missed twice uh-huh so like that's a very much a set structured intentional time pouring into women. But to me, then there's this other channel. There are times I run into women, I Mm -hmm. I meet them, and like God might put on my heart, you need to get with that woman. Uh, And the the thing I think we have to be careful is because it's it can be this fleeting thought, it can be this fleeting moment, and I have a really good intention, good intention not acted upon never comes to fruition. And so I have to be intentional to reach out to that person. And I know there's that fear, like, well, they may not want to, or, you know, are they going to think like I'm wanting to talk to them about something specific, like whatever thoughts go through your mind, like 99.999% of the time, what they're thinking is I am so thankful that somebody reached out to me, like move forward in those intentions. And I I think I could add a third channel because those are just like the one-off kind of things. Then I've got like my circle of friends, right? Man, that is where I think the the rubber hits the road. I think that you see in their life things and you can see change that needs to happen in them. And you know what? They can in me too. With that circle of trust of people, I think you take small steps of, of vulnerability and opening up and being real and transparent. Um, in struggles, but also like what God is teaching you or asking them to pray for you and then vice versa. So there will be things that I will initiate or questions that I might ask my closest people that I might not do so with, you know, that one-off coffee kind of person that I sit down Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I see. I love that because I think that's something that women experience and they don't know what to do with that or they think there's something wrong with them because um, to talk about your group that you do weekly with, you know, reading through the scripture, um, we, we we reference discipleship groups here, you know, a lot. And, and when we're saying that, we're, what we're meaning is it's more of a closed Bible study. You've got the open Bible studies happening in the church where women can come in, always plug into good Bible study. That's solid. But then there's that intentionality of that replication. You know, we're going to come in, the Bible's our theme. And, but, but I think a lot of women find themselves discouraged because it's like, um, they're one, they have to replicate, you know, so it's like any group starting new, you know, that's, that's got, oh, I gotta leave my people. 
Um, but I think the other thing is it's the trust that they're talking about. Not that there's not accountability there, but I think some of them are thinking, but I'm not going to go deep, deep with some of these ladies. There's just some things not meant for that stage. And then they think, oh, are you being authentic or are you not? And see what you just said, I think is what women need to hear. I do believe that God gives us that inner circle. I think he demonstrated that, you know, Christ did. And, um, and you'll know who that inner circle is and he can bring people in and out of that. And some of it may be for a season. And I, I know I say this a lot. I have an inner circle of women and some I've invited in there because I needed them because they would be able to ask hard questions in an area of my life that somebody else may not have been because somebody else's eyes may not have been able to evaluate that, you know, or assess that area of my life or whatever. But I think it's needed. And that's where I think in today's world, it, that's not bound by a zip code. You know, and somebody like you, Lori, that's lived overseas, you know, in different places. And 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 again, the positions that God has had you in, my gut would tell me that your inner circle comes from across the world, not necessarily just in your local zip code. And it may not be all the same people sitting around that same cup of coffee at the same at the same time. Am I missing that or am I? No, like, you're right on target. Like I can mm-hmm. tell you. Two stories, like in my group that I meet with weekly there, one of the ladies in there, her name is Patty. She's the oldest one in the group, but she's the youngest believer. Okay. Mm. And when we meet while we're going through scripture, kind of one of the, one of the things to encourage them is, look, I know that life gets hard sometimes. And so like, maybe you didn't get all of your reading done, you know, or something this week, but you still show up. And the Mm -hmm. question then is, okay, so you didn't this week, but what needs to shift next week? And so it's not shame for not doing it, but it's just, it's just, you know, just owning it. Like it happens. Right. So anyway, she's sitting in our group and she's, you know, pretty much a brand new believer. But her excitement about the scripture and the word is contagious to the rest of us. Like <laughs> Some of us have been sitting on the sidelines, you know, our shoes are untied now. And they're like watching <laughs> her, you know, go through the scriptures, cross-referencing things. She doesn't get it right all the time. But like, who cares, right? Uh-huh. It's just this joy that I think it makes the rest of us who've been believers for a long time. You know, like want to lace up our shoes and get back in the word because uh-huh. there's so much there that is encouraging and rich. And then she talks about like, like her time that she's intentionally been sharing with her family who are all unbelievers. Um, her sister just came to know Christ. And it's not because Patty has taken some five-step class on how to share the gospel. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it oozes out of her and she's with God, if not daily, nearly you know, in his word and just consuming it. And it's like what she's consuming is coming out of her. Let Mm -hmm. me just talk that way. Okay. So yeah. So that's one inner circle. Like that was a text I got from her like three days ago about this conversation she had had with her sister becoming a believer and how excited she is. And then we were talking on the phone and everything. Just yesterday, I got a message on Facebook from a, um, an Iranian guy named Ahmad who uh-huh. is in Greece. And Ahmad's story is phenomenal. For, I, I just can't go into it all, but the soundbite version, um, he came to Greece because his wife was sick. She had lupus, so he was seeking help. He didn't know how to like connect with all the thing and paperwork, but he heard about this one center that you could go to. Well, the guy who's running that center is a former Muslim, he's now a believer. And so he goes to the center and that guy's helping him think through things, but he also gives him a Bible. Well, Ahmad has no... Uh, that has no desire to read the Bible, whatever. He says he just throws it across the room. It's in the corner of the room. 
but he starts like asking, like he's praying for his wife and he's trying to figure things out. And he's like, well, how do I, how do I know how to pray and God? And how do I even like know where to begin? How do I know you're even hearing my prayer? And that night he went to bed and he has this dream, which we often hear overseas uh-huh. working in dreams. The, this this person named Matthew and tell him to read this book. And he, you know, he kept the, you know, he's telling this he's uh-huh. telling that vision much better than I am. Anyway, he ends up going to Matthew specifically where it says where uh, the disciples say, teach us to pray. And then Jesus says, well, when you pray, this is how you pray. Our father, which art in heaven, you know, it goes on. And so he goes back to that center and he's like, okay, I had this dream. The scripture spoke to that dream. You've got to tell me more about this. Well, he ends up becoming a believer. But his wife, because of that, completely leaves him, takes everything. Like this guy had been a wealthy businessman, takes everything, goes back to their home country. He's left in Greece now without a wife. And but now he's a believer and knows that he can't go back because he would face harsh persecution. He just graduated Bible school. He's been doing this for, for a couple of years now, going through Bible school so he could lead ministry. Like he would meet with people in the park and share about Jesus Christ. So they would continue to come. And we're like, Ahmad, like you've got a church. That you're <laughs> so he gets trained. And I, and I see this on Facebook and I wrote to him and congratulated him. And he writes back and he says, I ought to bring it up. He, he wrote back and he says something like, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so happy, not just for the graduation, but I evangelized someone. And finally, that guy, exactly one hour before the ceremony, accepted the Lord in his heart. Hallelujah. You encourage me every time. And I'm happy to have a good sister in Christ like you. Like, I'm reading that going, the guy just graduated from Bible school. But what he's most excited about is this one person whom he shared the gospel with in an hour before his graduation becomes a believer. And like, I hear that it's like, oh, I have to like yeah. question my priorities. Like, do I have yeah. things on order? And so yeah. it's not that biblical education isn't wrong and meeting together in groups. Like, yes, 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 yes. To all of the above. Mm-hmm. But not without the absence of sharing the gospel hot-heartedly with those that are around us. So yeah, there's two examples right there. I love that. I love that. And I think that's what I meant earlier when I just, I just envision, you know, like, okay, airplane doors open, ladies, you were dropped into your zip code, but, but we have those opportunities, but our eyes just don't see them because some, you know, people say this a lot. So I don't know who I'm crediting because, you know, it's just common statement, but because we're running off to do ministry, you know, we're on our way to do ministry. Don't slow us down in the midst of what got, you know, the ministry, whether that's your kids, whether that's a neighbor, whether that's a spouse. And, and, um, you know, of course I love John 15, five, and that's not going to happen if we're not showing up and spending time, making sure that we're still connected to that branch or thinking, or we're the branch connected to that vine, you know, or, second guessing ourselves, thinking there's something broken or always wrong or we're getting it wrong because of that comparison game when God may clearly just be doing something with our branch, you know, pruning it or and it's like you said, fruit. God gets to decide what the fruit's gonna look like. But but again, blind spots, we often just don't recognize um that fruit in our eyes looks a certain way. And, you know, if it doesn't look like fruit to us, we with good intentions, you know, we're, we're putting our time in, we're showing up, 
but almost crying out like, man, there's something wrong with me and disqualifying ourselves and taking ourselves out of the game sometime when that's exactly what God is trying to, you know, he's trying to do through us and, you know, and accomplish with our lives. So that's, that's good, Lori. That's yeah, good. I, I agree with that, Carmen. I think that word disqualification, I think we do that a lot. I think it's, I think it is something probably that could, you know, just take a wild guess just because I know the enemy is not that creative. So it uses a lot of the same schemes, right? Yeah. That disqualification mindset being one of those. I, I've thought about this, like in my own life for a long time, this is a phrase that I use is um, basically we can't live in this, you know, someday theology where we're always thinking, well, I really want to share the gospel, get trained in it, whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but someday I will. Someday when I graduate high school, someday when I go to college, uh, mm -hmm. someday when I get a job, um, someday when I have kids, someday, or I was going to say get married, but let's keep that in right order. Someday when I get married, someday when I have kids, you know, and so we're someday when I make more money, someday when I get that title, someday when the kids mm -hmm. move out of the house, someday, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's always this someday until we get older and like, we're like looking back and we've had all of these days yes. that often we've just had to move forward in, um, not with a someday theology, but kind of a right now, God, I don't necessarily know how, but I'm going to take the first step and let you reveal the second and the third as I just move forward in obedience. Oh, I totally agree with that. Because if we're not careful, those some days turn into what if, or I should have. Or it's too late. And again, that paralyzes us. We still get caught up in that, you know, beating ourselves up for the things instead of like, and, and let's just face it. Some of those need to be repentance moments. God, I missed this or I wasn't obedient to that, but bring it to him. Leave that at the cross and move on so that we don't miss what's in front of us today. I, that, that is such a good word. Gloria, as we wrap up, I want to ask you personally, and I, I think the women want to hear. I know that you were back in school. Um, I don't know where you're at in the process of that, but I want to know, what are you learning? You know, what, what are you learning? How do you study? What does your day look like? Yeah, so I'm not in school anymore. Yeah, so I graduated a year ago. And, sorry, Lori. Congratulations. <laughs> I missed that, friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no worries whatsoever. You can send a graduation gift okay. card. Got, got it. Got it. Yeah, it's like graduation. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, what does my day look like? Um, my husband and I, we differ in this and that he gets up, he has to shower and everything first. I get up. I can't shower. Like I'm kind of slow. I want my space. Give me a cup of coffee or two. But I'm immediately um, with my Bible, um, with my journal, um, and with a pack of, it's just this little, uh, it's not index cards, this little card thing that has memory verse scripture that I flip through. And so usually I am in a book of the Bible, um, and that is my, kind of my journey at that time. Um, and I will journal prayer sometimes, sometimes I don't. I will journal thoughts that God's teaching me sometimes, sometimes I don't. I'll journal verses that like stand out, you know, that God is really shaping or speaking loudly to me. I have a commitment to show up with God in prayer and in reading the Bible, how that looks if I journal that day or if I don't, most of the days I do, but, and I have memory verse cards. So usually on Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, sometimes I just sit with those memory verse cards and just like review, like I'll flip through them and meditate on them, pray them. Um, so so like, that's that's my day, which I feel like some people like right now, if they're listening, they're like, oh, great. Like, see, I don't do that. And like, 
I, that's not like people don't say that to um make people feel that way like you say that I say that because it's the truth of my life and it's the truth that when I do those things beginning in my day like it makes all the difference in my life okay mm -hmm. so I know some people do it at the end that's great some people do it at lunchtime great for me it's at the beginning of my day mm -hmm. yeah so then after that like it looks different um especially because now I'm not I don't have like that paid position I don't have that title and but if I'm not careful my day will get consumed with things that are important yep. and so I've learned the hard way Carmen like this is a whole nother conversation <laughs> um, to create margin and so I literally will calendar margin in my day like I mark it off um so that will exist and then there will be days that I have either intentionally reached out to someone and we're meeting together or maybe someone has reached out to me and we will meet together I believe mentoring women mentoring women women discipling women and one of the things that keeps coming to my mind is how do we lead women to teach and teach women to lead? Yeah. And so, and what does that look like? And so like, that's on my heart, but how that gets fleshed out, Carmen, like can't give you the magic. Here's, you know, pull out a rabbit out of my hat. Here's what I'm doing. But I mean, that's what it currently looks like in the season of transition and change. So but I love that. And again, thanks for sharing, because I think that just illustrates what I've been talking about how I've watched you as God's changed opportunities and this, this envisioning stage that you're sharing with us, I think is common to all of us. We just don't recognize it. We think we're all over the map sometimes and we are, but sometimes we have to recognize God's letting us be, you know, and, and some, you know, just like he says, take those thoughts captive. Sometimes you just bring those, you know, I, I love the verse, um, you know, where it says Mary just pondered these things. You know, she just pondered these things. In other words, she knew it meant something. She didn't quite know how it was going to play out, really didn't even know how to ask questions about it, but she remembered it. And then it sort of come up, you know, and, and it made sense. And I just I just think that that's really important. And again, that shows that you're not anticipating that God's leaving you where you're at today. He's going to constantly be changing that um, that platform. And I love this word that your expression, the same thing, that same core identity in him to make disciples, to be a disciple, to make disciple his story. But the way you're going to express that is going to change in your individual lives. And I think that speaks back to each one of us also. It's going to change. God does not leave us where we're at. It, uh, it does change. And I think, I think here, here's also what I'm doing. I'm learning. Like, mm. I'm learning a different yep. rhythm. Okay. So you know, my job, I was high speed going all the time, you know, um, hitting wall of burnout. Like I, there were things that needed to shift in Lori McDaniel, not just my job, not my title, not mm -hmm. my paycheck, like mm -hmm. there were things in my soul that needed to shift and change. Yep. So even as I'm looking at these other things to do, like those are things like, what are you doing next? You know? And it's like, yes, I'm excited that those are possibilities that exist, but that's the doing where God still has me like, Lori, explore those things, but don't yeah. forget the being the where being. he has, you know, taking me in this intensifying in my own heart. And the phrase that he has like put on my heart is just relational generosity. There is this strategic, sacrificial showing up with all that I am in order to connect with other people. And while I'm looking for what do I do next? I can't, I just can't, Carmen, like I can't forsake the one person having coffee or the eight women I meet with weekly or what I can't forsake that. 
um, because yeah. that has to be stewarded too. So yeah, there's the doing yeah. to steward what's yeah. next, but there's also just my internal being that yeah. I'm learning again, maybe you could say to steward that well. I, I think that's good. Dr. Um, Orge was with us this past year at our event, you know, and he talked about, yeah. you know, God's more interested in what he's doing in us, that being than what, what he's doing through us. And, but, but again, um, I think sometimes it's in what we do that allows us different opportunities to experience that being because it puts us in different experiences, you know, or different backdrops or, or whatever that um, kind of like virtual training environments, you know, he creates the environment through this being that he's, you know, he's able to do something in us. If we're aware, like you said, if, if, if our attention's there, like that's first, God, I'm showing up. What are you doing in me first? You know what? what so that that's good. That's good. Yeah. Lori, well, thank you. Ah, thank you. I, yeah, I'm honored to be able to get to just spend time with you actually. So same here. Awesome. I so appreciate that. I've been getting texts from women as we've been recording and I so want to be texting them back saying, guess who I'm talking with right now. So I know ladies, you're going to be excited to, you know, to catch back up with Lori and hear what God's doing in her life. And, and um, we're grateful. And let me give you ladies a reminder, you know, we're not meant to be on this journey alone. It's too hard to navigate this culture. We're here to help each other, to continue to learn from each other. So if you're not already connected with us, be sure to check us out on our webpage at ibsa.org backslash women. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women or on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. So thanks, ladies, and we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.